welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you all so much for joining us. As uh, you can probably tell if you're watching on Rumble or YouTube, I am back with my brother and we are uh, obviously in preparations for setting up Guidos Bros. That's what we've decided on. So that will be coming at you pretty soon. But in the meantime, he is guesting on my Healthy Perspectives platform. And uh, we have an interesting topic that we want to we want to explore today. And let's I'm going to be real honest with all of you, because that's that tends to be what I do anyway. Uh, I, I just want to outline we haven't really spent any time figuring out where we want to take this. So hang on for the ride. It could be interesting. We're not sure yet, but we'll find out together. Uh, the the topic uh, that, that came up while we were uh, it's just pondering ideas was uh, there's this stuff going on in Russia right now with uh, uh, this rebellion. And, you know, I, I, first of all, the, we wanted to just, one, make sure that we we keep true to the Healthy Perspectives platform while we're here. And that that means I wanted you to know we're not going to run away from any of these really difficult topics. And with that, uh, I, I want to say that this rebellion, this thing that happened, uh, you know, it, you've got a dictator in charge of Russia and you have uh, a, a bunch of soldiers that are that have decided they do not want to follow the orders. We'll start off with the most basic question that is, you know, to an outsider. You know, from looking in, we go, oh, that's a coup. That's a rebellion. That's a civil unrest. That's, that's, you know, we could call it a lot of different things. What if, you know, as somebody who's been in the military or been in the, been a police officer, what's your initial take on something like that happening? From a soldier's perspective, it's, you don't really know what's going on. Maybe like you might get a sense of it. Uh, but in the initial phases, you probably think it's just, that's what you're being told to do and you go and do it. And then as you see the mission being different than what you've been doing in the past, then you start to get a, a sense that, that it is different, that something is going on that is abnormal. And then you start to question what you're doing. So it's hard to say exactly how it, how it went down, but you know, let's, let's slow down. Let's slow down. Okay. So the initial phase, you know, soldiers, uh, you know, military folks uh, are taught to be obedient to the orders. And so you're saying, and, and I, this was my experience too. What you're saying is initially, You'd be told what to do and you just go do it. You have no reason to think otherwise. You, you trust your commanders that they're pointing you in the right direction or, or leading you in the right direction. And, and so you go, that's just what you do. If you don't, you know, bad stuff can happen. So you trust it. Okay. So in this situation, there is a possibility that a bunch of the people involved in this 
may not have even understood what it was that they were doing. It's it's there's a good chance that and and I'm not saying it's good or bad in, in either case, right? I mean, if you're going against someone who has attacked another country from our perspective, we might say that's a good thing, but but it's inner turmoil. There's a bunch of stuff going on that we don't know about. But if you're just talking about someone in the military following orders, um, yeah. yeah, that's instant obedience to the orders. Yeah, the mission is more important than my thought process. And if the, if the mission at that moment is you you aim at that target and you take it out. Because that's what you were told you need to do. And anything other than that, it just, you're just like, okay, aim, take out that target. Yeah. Okay. So we start with that. Like that throws into, uh, that throws a lot of questions into the, into the badge. Uh, you know, like the aftermath of that alone, we haven't even, we haven't even gone down that whole realization. I, I, I'm excited to get to that part. Once mm-hmm. they realize, wait a minute, this was actually different than what we've been doing, right? Which we'll get to. I, w- I just want to stick with what happens in the aftermath when, let's say, a, 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 a soldier, somebody who's fighting in a war, realizes that they followed orders and that those orders were dramatically different than any of the other orders that they've gotten. You mean like what, what's the what thought would, process? What, yeah. What do you think would happen on the inside? Like, I know what I would think. And, I, and as a, as a clinician, I'll talk about that part of it too, but I want to hear your initial thoughts. So you're given orders, you follow those orders, but then you realize that those orders were, were not with, not within the, the greater mission. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, at that point you, you just, you lose trust in your immediate commanders. Um, and, and, and that can go all the way, like, let's say you're at the platoon level and and you figure out that's a bad, that it was a bad mission. Um, basically from, from your, from your captain up, you're wondering who, who broke, who, who, who failed you. And so you you don't know who did who did that. What was the captain following bad orders? Was the company commander following bad orders? Was the battalion commander like who was it? And so you start asking that question, which means that the next thing that you get, you're automatically going to wonder, is this also broken? Mm -hmm. Is something. Is something was something given to you badly? And do you have to now ask questions and then question those orders? And do you yeah. do it only internally with, with your, your small group or do you, or do you run that up the chain of command? And now you're scared. Now you're like hesitant. Now you're not, now you're not, now you're not thinking about the mission. You're wondering, is this a good mission? You, you're not in the game. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's play that out for a second, because now now I'm curious, you know, so in. uh, okay, what if you got to the other side of that and you started asking the question of like, are those what if those orders were actually morally correct? 
what if what if the the mission that was off mission is actually a better mission yep <laughs> i'm thinking i'm thinking in the united states we had this whole thing that went on in vietnam and there was conversation pretty yeah. routinely about the morality behind the mission so what if you ended up in a situation like that or you know how a, a lot of people in in america think there was this this big insurrection and and i don't say that flippantly this big insurrection on january the 6th and i say i i guess part of the reason i say that the way that i do is you didn't like that wasn't a military a coup that wasn't a that was that was a really a protest that that went beyond where it should have gone at the end of the day whether but but the the same question is at the end of that was it morally appropriate to raise that concern so yeah. so i'm just trying I'm, I'm thinking about that and i'm going what do you do in a situation where at the end, it doesn't, it doesn't like when you look at like Kohlberg's, Kohlberg's work, uh, he, he talks about uh, the stages of morality. Okay. And there's a maturing process in that maturing process. We're supposed to get to a place where we can see the bigger picture and make morally uh, mature decisions that are, are good for all or the majority or, you know, for, you know, the, the group that we represent or. Yeah, I think, okay, let me see. Let me, let me try this. I think there's, there's an issue with a lot of this bigger picture gathering that makes it very, very challenging to actually grab that picture because when you work in an organization that has a chain of command, you rely on that chain of command to paint that picture for you so that you don't have to. And so there's a lot of trust and faith in the leadership. And then you can take that <clears throat> to, to, uh, uh, to other places outside of the military as well, where you're, you're, like who had the bigger picture in J6, the people there or the people observing it, maybe even on TV, but even like way in the back, right? Observing that. Um, because even the 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 House and the Senate inside didn't have a picture. They they might act like they knew what was going on. They didn't. They're they were reacting right. to their own motivations and their own. I'll call it selfishness, but it's it's not selfishness in a negative way because self-preservation is a sort of selfishness, but it's a it's the right kind of selfishness. Now, if they <clears throat> maybe they feared for their lives, maybe they didn't. I doubt it because there was a ton of security around there. So they might be acting like they did. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but all I know is they didn't have a picture and the people going in didn't have a clear picture. But Let's see. Um, you can even talk about just the normal city riots that were going on in 2020. And there was a lot of those, right? Who had the bigger picture, the people in them or the people watching them? So it's not isolated to the military or to any kind of unit like that. But my point, my point is 
is that if you're trying to get that bigger picture, you're relying on someone else in a position of leadership that has that. And, and, and so at the troop level or the ground level, it's not, it's, you want to get that bigger picture, but you're not going to get it. You have to have trust. And if they're leading you in the wrong direction, it's not going to, you're not going to get that sense until, until something happens where you're like, nope, you know, this is that, like, this is me lie in Vietnam. And, Hmm. and you just know, like, you know, it's wrong. Right, right then. But until you're in the thick of it, you're not going to see it. Yeah, that's interesting. You know what it kind of reminds me of? This is a total, it's, it's a tangent. But uh, have you ever watched Survivor, the show Survivor? Not really, but I know it. I know it. Dude, by the way, I think I would do pretty good on that show. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, okay. (laughs) I really do. Uh, You know, because, you know, I mean, I just think I would. Um, The, so the, there's this, there's this advantage that we have as spectators that the, the people on the show actually talk about a lot. Uh, and I say a lot, I mean, that's, that's, you know, I, I don't know if it's like every time, but they, a fair amount, pretty much every season we hear about it, that the audience is watching on TV. Well, we're given all these different clips of different, you know, secret private conversations that they don't have. They're only involved in the conversations that they're, that they are present for. And then they have to trust people to bring them the conversation pieces that we as an audience can see. So when somebody comes to them and lies as the audience, we're going, Oh my gosh, don't believe them. Don't believe them because we know. Mm-hmm. We have the bigger picture. They don't. So when they fall for it, are they a sucker? I mean, maybe, maybe they're not able to pick up the cues. Maybe the other individual is a really good liar. Maybe, you know, maybe the other person is doing it for the greater good of the person that they're lying to their, their little posse, their little team. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like what you just said, so much of it comes back to trust. It's mm-hmm. who do you trust? When do you trust them? Why do you trust them? How do they build that trust? And, you know, it, it, and where is everybody's line? See, like in the show Survivor, when you get down to the final, you know, five or so, there's there, it becomes pretty evident that trust is really hard to get that's why those the challenges become way more important mm-hmm. right but guess what I, I think actually the same is true in war when you get down to the final battles trust is the most important because when you complete the mission when you're done when the war is over then the question becomes did we do the right thing Mm-hmm. So that is most important when you're finishing the job. I I think yeah. I it came it came to my mind because it, it raises that 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 question of how then 
in a war type situation, do you know, like you assume you're getting the truth. You assume that they're painting it for you, but how do you know when it's not right? Because there are, I mean, obviously there are some glaring obvious ones, right? You know, if, uh, but most of them aren't actually glaring and obvious when you're in the, in those zones. Yeah. It's, it's really, really hard because you don't, you don't have access to that information and you can't seek out that information because the only people that are going to give it to you are the people top down. And so they're going to filter and give you what it is that they want you to know so that you will complete the mission. And, and so it's, it's, I, it's really the only drawback I ever had with, with, with military structure. I, in, in almost every way, I think it's superior to any other that I've ever worked under, you know, vertical versus horizontal versus, you know, the, the niceties of certain organizations and the, 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 the hard, you know, demanding stuff of, of other organizations. And I've never worked in any, anywhere where it's been as efficient, as effective as, as that, except for that one drawback. And that is the information flow and, and how you get it at the lower levels. And the thing with the core is that everything is built around uh, that corporal and Lance Corporal. And everyone knows that. Every Marine knows that. Every pilot knows it. Every artillery, um, you know, battery knows it. Every tank knows it. Everything is built around that foot soldier with that M16 that's out there pointing his, his, his three people, you know, towards, towards the corner of a building and saying, that's where we're going. Um, and, and that I, I appreciate a lot, but, but that information flow, if, if you don't have that, that trust and confidence, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So you, you, you're really never going to get that big picture. So the, the, the essence of when you know something is going wrong, it, it all revolves around that specific mission in that specific moment um, that just feels off. And you have to recognize that and put that into context because it could just be one isolated thing, or it could be in, in the context of, of something much larger than that. And, and at that point, you know, it's, it's just a matter of, do you have the inner fortitude to, to raise the the flag and say, uh, uh, something's, something's up here. And that's hard to do. It's really scary and really hard to do. Mm -hmm. There's no one. No one's going to say that it's, that it's easy. And um, I don't know. It's not, it's not a question that has an answer. I mean, is it, is it that troops fault for it or, or not? You, I don't think you can answer that question. It's, it's too hard. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of interesting because there, there is one glaring exception for me in my experience. I was in communication. Yeah. So if I'm sitting with the company commander, I'm privy to everything that's going on within with the company commander. At if the I'm, company level. At the company level. I know. Right. 
but the, the funny thing is every level needs communicators right every, every single one now so so the way that they did this for us was you know they'd put us you know it, it's kind of almost like uh the you know like church the old church temples you had the outer room and then you had the inner room and then you had the sanctuary on the in, inside and right. so i you know i could be in the outer room communicating to just certain folks i could be in the inner room but i never went in the sanctuary <laughs> like they would go in and it, you know i would watch them go in but yeah. then they'd come out and they'd say do 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 and i would be like sir yes sir and i i mean i of course was taking notes and then i would communicate exactly what i was supposed to communicate as efficiently as i could uh and you know we had these very rigid rigid communication methods <clears throat> and then other people would be giving be given other orders i didn't know what they were given i mm-hmm. i didn't it didn't matter i was doing my part and right. but that didn't mean so you know, as communicators, though, we were picking up bits and pieces here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we had a responsibility. You know, we were we had to be actually I don't know if you know this, but in communication, you have to be uh, classified at top secret level because they never know who you're going to be attached to. Right. And so they they vetted us as thoroughly as just about anybody who goes into the military. Um, like I remember, I remember them showing up and, you know, talking to like neighbors and kids we knew growing up. I'm like, why the hell are they doing that? That's just weird. But it turned out that that's why they were doing it. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, uh, it's, it's one of those interesting pieces, but you're right. It was, you know, I may know a piece, but unless I'm able to put the other pieces together, I don't really know what's going on either. So, right. It's an interesting dilemma. So, so if you're on the other side of that, uh, let's say, you know, you're in this particular case, Putin, Putin sitting in, you know, in wherever he's sitting and commanding his, his troops, the way he's commanding them. And this occurs. What's the thinking process there? Well, for him, that's, I mean, that's a rebellion. I mean, that's what he recognizes that immediately. These are, Troops that either are under his command um, directly or contractually, however I just said that word, but it's however they're made up, um, they're to him, they're his and they have their own mission and they've now violated their uh, their orders, whatever they were. Right. And there's the commander Progan Proga something, you know, and he he's going against them and or i'm sorry he they're going against him and so for him it's what what's going on what where if he's a good commander where did i go wrong but if he's if he's not then he's wondering you know who do i need to remove or who how do i need to fix this and and what do i how and what do i do to get them back on track. Right. See, this is, this raises a really interesting question from, from my vantage point, you know, like in the Marine Corps, the uh, Lance corporals, corporals, sergeants, like they, they're boots on the ground. They are the, the core element of, Mm -hmm. of, of the Marine Corps. 
if if that's the case and they follow directions at the end of the day i mean only once you pick up sergeant do you start having any sort of say at, at anything i mean mm-hmm. truthfully some corporals i mean obviously as you as you move along in your journey uh you know you may have some say but it's limited at best mm-hmm. and and so you you potentially have let's say there was a thousand men you potentially have only one that's a problem mm-hmm. but the whole entire thou- group of a thousand is acting under that command and therefore mm-hmm. immediately could become the enemy now as a dictator goes now so some people are i guess i don't i don't have all the details but some people are saying that that putin is is being way too nice about this or something like that but from my vantage point if i'm looking at that i'm going maybe he has vetted out who the one is yeah and he realizes that the rest were literally just following orders and he knows mm-hmm. and if he could put the if he could take that person out put the right person in charge now, all of a sudden, you don't have an issue anymore. Right. I don't think that's a bad idea if you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're running a, a police department and, and you have some rogue uh, lieutenants or rogue sergeants out there doing stuff um, and you can identify them, <clears throat> you can straighten out units that way. Right? Right. Makes sense. So, so yes, if you can, if, if that corruption within that unit has had time to bleed, yeah, now it doesn't work. Yeah. So you don't, so you have to evaluate the, this, uh, temporally and, uh, I guess, and accurately for for where where it started right so how long has it been and and did you identify the source so if you've identified the source yeah. but it's been too long now you've got sub commanders and sub sub commanders within that that are that are now um poised to you know bring it back again yep and and what they'll do is even if you disperse them they'll just bring it back wherever they go right so so then you could be essentially like spreading it, it, as, as, as Putin would be sitting, you could potentially, you could eliminate the cancer or you could spread the cancer. Yeah. And it depends on like how fast you find out mm-hmm. how accurate your, your surgical procedures are and getting rid of the core issue and, you know, and then selling it again. You have to sell it to to the people who who were deceived in that situation. Right. right. That hold on, this was uh, we know this wasn't you. You're still good. You're in our good graces. We just we just need you to to, to get back on track. Mm-hmm. And and then they have to believe that because if they don't believe that, then the seeds have already been planted. And mm-hmm. even if they didn't do anything wrong up until that point, it's still going to fester in the back of their mind. Psychologically, that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's where they would go. We know that like, that's, that's obvious that it's, it's honestly, it's how people get manipulated all the time. You know, it, it's like, uh, I, I walk in and I say, uh, 
you know, I, I, I don't mean this, but I'm going to use it as an example. I'm like, uh, hey, 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 bro, like, do you know what your wife was doing last night? And you're like, what? What, right. what are you talking about? Oh, I, I guess you don't know. Now, all of a sudden, in your mind, you're going, what, what, what did my wife do last night? Like, do, what are you talking about? But mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, it starts to fester. And now mm-hmm. I start looking at my wife and going, huh. I mean, she was gone for like 45 minutes. Maybe it was during that time. Like, where did she go? Where did she even have time to go? She said she was going to the store. Like, that that shouldn't be a big deal. She came back with stuff. Mm. But now I wonder. And so the next time she leaves, what's, what's ringing in my ear? Right. And all of a sudden it festers. And then I, I fall into confirmation bias. Well, that other commander, the one who they ousted, well, they went down this path and now I'm seeing it play out for others. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to confirm my bias, my bias that got planted by a bad commander. Potentially. Like I could see that psychologically. That's what happens. We do that. Sometimes. Yeah. And that can lead to some really bad situations in a yeah, big and, it, and and in this particular situation, it goes kind of back to one a question that you raised earlier, which is what if what if the bad mission is a good mission? Yeah. What if what if uh you know what if what if Putin doesn't need to be in charge? What if Putin doesn't need to be, you know, engaged in this war? And and this particular event uh, had the intent of ensuring that it doesn't continue and that there is a removal of power in some way. And, and that in that situation, whoever is going to assume that is a good person, right? Not a dictator who is bent on, on war and doesn't, you know, like, all the good stuff, like if you're going to be the super optimistic person in here, what if that was a good mission? Now, you know, how, how does that play out? Like that, that's one of those things So we're, we're an outsider looking in and we, we only know what we know. We don't, you know, certain news organizations give us one story. Others give us another story. People are saying we should support the war. Other people saying we shouldn't support the war. You know, Ukraine is corrupt. Russia's corrupt. Who's, Who's right? Who's wrong in this situation? Well, I don't know. No one knows. This isn't this isn't an easy answer. You know, Bolton's going to say one thing and, you know, people from from Russia are going to say another and people from Ukraine are going to say another thing. It's like there's no easy answer to this. But but was that potentially a good, bad mission? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Right. We don't know. Right. So and who gets to decide that? Right. And history decides that and history writes how it writes and you never know. So, well, that's a whole different topic because sometimes true. people try to undo history. Now it's weird. Like that just, that just boggles my mind as like, but, but know, yes, we're but undoing the-, the Bible. We're undoing, we're, we're undoing world war one and world war two. Like, what are you kidding me? The civil war, let's undo it. Like what? Yeah, but whatever. I mean, I know it's, a- it's, but as far as the troops go, as far as the people on the ground, it is, it is psychologically exhausting. 
for them. They are mentally. Yeah. They, they're not going to be the same fighting troops that they were before. Good guys or bad guys, whatever. I mean, you know, it's, it is what it is, but one thing is for sure. They're not going to fight the same as they did three weeks ago. It is, it is impossible now. This doesn't matter what commander you give them. It doesn't matter what mission you give them next. There's always now going to be a question. What am I doing? Yep. And they're not going to get it out. And that's, and, and that goes for, for anyone in that position in, in any employment where, where they have to trust who's telling them what to do and they lose that trust. And I don't think you get it back. Well, and if you do, I think it's a very long journey. I mean, it's it, psychologically, we know this. I deal with couples and stuff all the time. They, they've broken trust. Uh, you know, one had a, an affair or something like that, and they want to work it out. And uh, it can take the, just the repair for that trust that was broken can take several years sometimes. And then it doesn't take away that seed of at some point in our relationship, you thought so little of me that you went outside of us to solve the problem. Yeah. And so even once the trust is rebuilt and I no longer have to worry about you cheating on me kind of a thing. Well, then I, I still have to deal with the fact that <laughs> the fact is you did. Yeah, that doesn't change that history, no matter how much we want to change it, it doesn't change. So, yeah. And that's, and that's tough too, because it, it, uh, it, it makes you, it makes you see how things, even in, in the community, you know, trust in the medical environment, trust in yeah. the law enforcement environment, trust in, I mean, just little things, you know, trust in just speaking truth. Yeah. Speaking truth at every single level. And it doesn't, this is the funny part. Like, okay. uh, This is the way I teach it. When clients come in the truth, as I see it, I don't even have to be completely right. I just can't lie or misguide, minimize, exaggerate, uh, keep secrets about the truth as I see it. It's the three blind guys that approach an elephant story. Mm -hmm. You know, one wraps their arm around the leg and they describe it. The other wraps its arm around the trunk and describes it. The other wraps his arm around, well, his hands around the tail and they describe it. And when you step back and you see the truth as they see it, they're blind, they don't literally see it. You can put the pieces together and go, oh, that's an elephant you're describing. From the outside, we can see that because they spoke the truth as they see it. They didn't minimize. They didn't go, oh, well, well, mine's super light when they can't lift it. Oh, mine's, you know, mine smells like peaches, but it's the butt end. Like that messes up the view. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I know this is a little bit of a tangent and, and we can talk about this, uh, another podcast or something, but, uh, 
I like the phrase, the truth as I see it, as opposed to my truth. Yes. The phrase, my truth, because the truth as I see it is from your perspective, which may or may not be limited. My truth is not the truth. The truth exists somewhere. And it takes multiple people or multiple perspectives to put together the truth as they see it to figure out what the truth is. Absolutely. On, so. on most things, but there are threads of yeah, 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 I'm sure there's nuances to parts of it. And and yep. and it definitely might be a cool topic for another another um for another yeah. podcast. But it's something yeah. where it's like, yeah, they're they're related. They're related. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Hey, look, I I've kept, I probably kept you long enough. Uh, maybe you should tell everybody where you are. I'm in Las Vegas for yeah. a little bit. So getting yep. some getting some sun. He's hanging out, doing some uh some what lazy river time with the kids. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. All right. Well, I wish I could be there, but you know, uh it's all good. I get to go home to my family and take care of uh you know stuff nice. around the house. I think I think I'm on uh, uh chicken kebab duty tonight where we're gonna oh, nice. I'm I get to barbecue them up. So that's what I'm gonna head out and go do. I had grilling duty last night, so I'm good. <laughs> I had grilling duty, grilling duty yesterday as well, but I just oh. love it. I don't care. Yeah, I'll, do, me I'll too. do it every day. Me too. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, for all of those out there in podcast land, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Please like, subscribe, share it with friends, uh, get the word out. And Guidos Bros, hey, we didn't give you a good update on that so much, uh, but but hang tight. We're gonna we're gonna keep you posted. We are getting closer, and uh, we're we're gonna get that thing rolling here. Hopefully, before too long. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.